Football's right around the corner. Get in the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And with the NFL returning, DraftKings is giving new customers $200 in free bets instantly when you bet $1 or more on any football game. Listen up because you don't want to miss this. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 or more on any week one game to receive $200 in free bets instantly. If Sportsbook is not yet available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contests. And for week one, DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at a $1 million top prize. Nothing adds to the excitement of watching a game quite like having a free shot at a million dollar top prize. Call, here we go. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game and get a free shot at a million top prize with your first deposit. That's promo code 2T. Sorry, THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or, in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Do donkeys hunch? Um, I, I think, I mean, it's hard to say with the four-legged creature, I suppose. But Right. But, but they do kind of have, like, the sunken Yeah, and they, they bob and up the... and down when you're riding them, you know, the kind of... Have you ever ridden a burro? No. I've barely ridden a horse. That will shock you as such a, a <laughs> Western kind of guy. What do you mean, like, barely ridden one? I mean, I've been on maybe... <laughs> You haven't done it bareback. Three. T- I've never done bareback horse riding. <laughs> that much I know. And I've probably only done regular horse riding, I don't know, four or five times? Yeah, that's probably max how many times I've been on a horse. Yeah, I, I went. I did it mostly. The, the most experience I got was at, uh, did you ever go to Starfire um, Day Camp? I think that's what it was called. Starfire or something like that? No. Do you know what I'm talking about? Hey, yeah. Hey, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I knew a few kids who got to go to Starfire. <laughs> okay. I, I just you wasn't one of them. Yeah, again, boy. you definitely... Okay, William. Uh, no, I was at a public school, not a Montessori school, so we didn't have Starfire access. <laughs> Folks, check his transcripts. <laughs> he's, he's not telling the whole... The, he's lacking context, as the fact checkers like to say. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we've got some Pinocchio going on here. Um, all right. Simon, let's welcome people back to another episode of Maybe, Maybe Next time. time. I'm your host, William Blue, with my co-host, Simon. 
McCormack! Nets Nation! You think the Nets are going to get an AARP discount? <laughs> we are back as we are each and every unrelenting week to talk all things Nets Nation. Simon, how is life within the super team bubble treating you? It's feeling great. I, I feel like we... I, I know I sound like a... A Nets Daily fanboy here, but I, I feel like we've had a fantastic uh, off season. Um, very few disappointments. I was very nervous earlier. I know we've had previous episodes um, uh, where I was less, ha- you know, y- you were you were more um, bullish on on the Nets off season, and now with some of these later later acquisitions, I feel um, I, and and you know one very important. Um, uh, drop of a player, um, which right. we'll talk about. I feel You're feeling much good. better. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we will get into all the reasons why we're feeling good this week. Uh, we have, as always, quite a lot to get to. Oh, yes. A very busy agenda. We're going to start with some rapid-fire cues oh, for you, okay. my main man. We are going to wish one reviled character... <laughs> A heartfelt goodbye. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Vegas odds because they're out and are worth mentioning. And then we are going to do a truly extraordinary thing. We are going to revisit a drinking game that we created based on the Nets in 2018. And we are going to contrast that with the drinking game that we are creating for the 2021-22 championship season. Fantastic. So 2018 was the last year of D'Angelo Russell, is that right? Yeah, I think we're going to learn, because, yeah, I it would take a minute to try to recall. I mean, I'm sure Rondé was there, Karras, obviously. We probably had just gotten uh, Spencer Dinwiddie was part of the team. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we will we will delve deeply into that 2018 legacy and contrast that with where we are now, where it's like, ah, eh, do I really want Lamarcus Aldridge on this team? Ah, uh, is Paul Millsap washed? Right. Then it was like, I think Tyler Zeller might be really good. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. So we're gonna do that. We're gonna get in drinking games and then time willing, we're gonna do some restaurant. Perusing, Great. But let's start going with some rapid-fire cues. I've got four of them, Simon, for you. I want you to answer from the heart, not the head. Okay. Uh, this, again, these rapid-fire questions are more like uh, pick one or the other. Okay. Okay. First one, LaMarcus Aldridge or Paul Millsap? Paul Millsap. Why? Um, I... I, I, I like what he brings more than what LaMarcus Aldridge brings. I, I, I think we're going to, like, you know, I think adding another dirty work kind of player who's, who, um, you know, is at least, I'm sure now at his age is not, like, fantastic defensively, but at least understands defensive, what he should be, what his body should be doing, even sure. if it's not capable of doing it at this point. And, like, I think we're going to get some, like, uh, kind of like this sounds bad. I actually mean it in a good way, but some Jared Dudley vibes, where like the stat sheet might not look very impressive, but like game after game, you know, we'll see him, you know, him helping the team win in, in sort of intangible ways. He was horrible last year. Oh, I mean, I, I don't know. So, so 
he, um, I know we're breaking from the, the format here, but of, of rapid fire, but I, I will say folks should, um, I don't actually have it pulled up now, but folks, if you're feeling uh, pessimistic, like it sounds like you are, William, uh-huh. uh, about Paul Millsap, read Steve Lichtenstein's two stories, uh, friend of show, Steve Lichtenstein's two Substack articles on Paul Millsap, because they, if they can't talk you into him, nothing can. Like, <laughs> he's talking, like, from the corners, he shoots, like, a really good percentage from three. Uh-huh. Like, even last year when he took a big dip from three. Yeah, right. Um, he still shoots really well from three, uh, from the corners, and he also, like, his per 100 possessions, like, his plus minus was one of the best on the, on the Nuggets, um... And his rebounding percentage is better, significantly better than um, Jeff Green's was last year. Oh, definitely he's a better rebounder than Jeff Green. So, but probably a much worse shooter. Oh yeah, a less versatile defender. Just in that he's super slow. Right. He's a hefty. He's a. He's a big. Whereas like Jeff a, Green is like a wingy, right. rangy. He's, guy. he's a, yeah. I think he's a poor man's um, PJ Tucker. He's kind of how I would. Huh. See him. Well, I don't know because that would imply that he could guard like a Kevin Durant. I don't think anyone is saying that Paul Millsap can could guard a guy like Kevin Durant. Yeah, I mean, I right, poor man's. But but yes, yeah, that, that that's fair. I I but just like I I think he's more like um like a a rich man's DeAndre Jordan. Okay. <laughs> but well, but he's a, he is a okay. Even last year, he shot thirty four percent total from three. That's way better than. I mean, DeAndre doesn't shoot threes. I, I, I just feel like he's going to be – he is going to um, help the team in a number of, like, yeah, dirty work stuff, getting grabbing loose balls, getting getting rebounds when we need it, um, and, and shooting fine from, from the corners, um, which I think is, is all he's going to be asked to do. I, I just think, like, on a minimum deal, he's going to – I was, I was pretty – Pretty excited yeah, about no, it's that. A, it's a, it's an embarrassment of riches at this point when we're complaining about um, Paul Millsap, who yeah is could still at at worst give you ten minutes in a playoff game where you could confidently put him in at a four or five position. Um, but yes, you're right. This is not in the spirit of rapid fire questions, <laughs> is it? So next one, Simon Hummus or Baba Ganoush? Hummus every time, though I like both. <laughs> Sweet tea. Or iced tea. Ooh, sweet tea every time. <laughs> but I like both. I, I actually, Ooh. if it's not sweet, Ooh. I don't like it. I mean, if you're adding enough sugar to regular iced tea that yeah. it's like then in it's between sweet tea. Sweet tea <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, like the like media, it, uh, right, right, middle if ground. If you're putting in like three packets of sugar, you know, I'll give it a shot. But sure. I prefer sweet tea. <laughs> Final one, Simon. Nick Claxton or Cam Thomas? Whoa, Nick Claxton. I love Nick Claxton. I love Nick Claxton, too, which is another reason why all of these additions make me nervous, Mm. Simon. Mm -hmm. Um, But before we get into all of these additions, before we get into the signings and the trades and all of the things that I need you to help unravel for me, because I've spent the last week unpacking things and very little of it... um, Thinking about these trades, though, you did text me about the uh, Seku Demboyu trade right as we were going in for um, Claire's 
scan. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I got to say that that derailed my focus for e- the... Uh, for yeah, the, yeah. I just want to say for folks, I don't want to give away medical history. It's a happy scan, not a... Yes, Not yes, like yes, yes. Cancer scan. Maybe. Yeah, a good Things scan, okay. good yeah. scan, positive scan, but one I should have been more attentive right, to right, uh-huh. than I was the implications of 78 second round picks leaving and what that would mean for the future. But before we get into all that, before <laughs> you explain all of this to yeah. us in detail, as only you can, Simon. Mm-hmm. Uh, We need to say goodbye to a man who was, from the jump, a complete disaster for the Brooklyn Nets. He was brought here as a um, friend of of the superstars. He was given a four-year, at the time, inexplicable, four-year, $40 million contract. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving took pay cuts to get this guy on the team with them. He was, from the beginning, a disaster because he uh, impeded on Jarrett Allen's development, yep. who was already, at the time, a vastly superior center, and at this point is just, they're, they're not even in the same conversation. Um, but he was... Uh, he was essentially forced off the team as a result of DeAndre Jordan. Kenny Atkinson, a large part of the discontent with him, was because of the this player, De- DeAndre Jordan, being on the team. And now, finally, <laughs> we have been able to pay enough millions of dollars in, to uh, the Detroit Pistons and give up enough second-round picks uh-huh. that we can, at long last, say goodbye and good riddance to the absolute most infuriating, like worse than Quincy AC in my right, opinion. Right, because Quincy AC wasn't hurting. I mean, it was no, like, it was oh a- yeah, I, I'm sorry, you paid like a vet minimum <laughs> right. to somebody you're, you're upset that he's not amazing? <laughs> right, he was frustrating in that <laughs> all we wanted at that time was a legitimate stretch mm. four, and what we got was Quincy AC. But we got him for free. We didn't, they didn't say, you know what, we're going to play Quincy AC instead of Jared Allen. You know what, we're going to fire Kenny Atkinson because of Quincy AC. No. We got him for nothing. He and he was tried. Not, he tried a lot. Yeah, yeah, he was just, and unfortunately his efforts were were were, you know, oftentimes harmful. Um, but so were DeAndre Jordan's. <laughs> and now he's gone. Uh, thank you for sharing that tweet. It wasn't an opportune time. But what are your feelings upon on losing him? And what did we lose him for? Explain, uh, explain oh, I'll, the I'll give you the, the trade. Yeah, break okay, it down for so us. folks, uh, unless you've been living under a rock, you already know, um, we traded for future first uh, sorry second round picks um only two of our own um i'm forgetting now exactly who the other it's like a wizards pick and like a golden state warriors pick i think um oh right the one that could have been a first round pick right if it had convey if if the warriors had made the Play- no, yeah, had made yeah, the playoffs. Right, if right, they had right. made the playoffs the year that um, the first time that Clay hurt himself and things spiraled downward, um, that year, yes, exactly. So that's gone. Wizards pick that we got somehow, I forget how, uh, is gone. Maybe it's through Spencer Dinwiddie? Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, boy, maybe you should be doing this breakdown. <laughs> um, and then two of our own. Um, 
for and then five point seven something million dollars just in cash that the Nets handed over. <laughs> right. That's um, always we like. It's so weird when that happens in a trade. It's pretty rare. Yeah. Um, um, because you, like the whole the, the trade machine thing. Whenever you're trying to to, to right. figure out the machinations that you can use, and then it's just like, or you can just give them cash. Right. Right. So it's bizarre and, it doesn't happen more often to yeah. make it work. Well, that's that's what Joe Sy thinks because <laughs> he gave them the absolute maximum amount of money they are allowed to give another team, which speaking, is 5.7 something. Million. Speaking of Joe Sy, just to derail this one more yeah, time. Yeah, okay. We just – when we're going to get into to Millsap and Aldridge and all these guys and Blake Griffin taking the minimum, do you think that these guys are getting paid outside of this? So, Yes. Okay. The, the short answer is yes. I, I, I think through various, yeah, through through things like, this is not, this is for other players, not not for them, but like the way that Beyond Meat suddenly became like right. a huge part of, of the Nets like ad um, uh, bucket where like all of, like every camera, every, you know, whatever was turned right. into like Beyond Meat I cam. I am Beyond Meat Eagle. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Those sorts of things, I'm certain, are are a part of it. And um, with, with somebody like because this is absurd, like like the Lakers, right? A, a, like a the destination franchise, and they're about to get fucking DeAndre Jordan. They're getting our fucking leftovers. Yeah, they seem to have a powerful lust for that kind of player, though. Like yeah. that, like they have two washed big. Centers, like yeah, legit yeah, yeah. centery centers. I mean, three really. And Marcus All isn't playing at the peak of his powers, nor is Dwight Howard, nor right. is yeah now DeAndre Jordan. Right. So that's anyway. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. I mean, it's it is exciting. It's interesting. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm sure there's all sorts of you know, like China market stuff, but yeah. I'm certain there's as much under the table stuff as as possible. Like, <laughs> right, right. Like uh, I think the Raptors did something similar with um, Kawhi. Yeah, yeah. And but I was gonna. I was actually. I'm sure they did for him. Yeah. Uh, but I was gonna say for who's their owner again? Or no, sorry, their GM. Sorry. Um, I, uh, Masai Masai Ujiri. Yeah. Where like oh like. Um, like NBA Africa is now like a like partner of the Raptor. Like they right, just his, figure his out new, ways to new, like his new title, right? Which is like Ex- yeah, yeah, exactly. Overseer of all things, right. Financial basketball <laughs> and Toronto, right? So there's just yeah. So so I, I I'm certain that's true. Um, and I mean Paul Millsap obviously wanted more, and I'm sure he would have taken more if it was offered. Yeah. Um, but. It wasn't. I mean, he tried into, like, early September to, to see if something beyond the minimum materialized. Right. Doesn't seem to have materialized. Or, or I mean, I think I think this is the point. Maybe something did, but it was with a worse team. Yeah, like and the then Bulls he or get, something. And, like, but he would, he would have taken that, but for... Mm. Joe Sai or whatever, you know, third party, you know, BCE right. Entertainment right, right, comes right. in and they're like, hey, guess, have you ever thought 
that you like Nathan's hot dogs? Because if you do, here's a $7 million contract with them to do literally nothing but come play for the Brooklyn Nets. Right, right. A no-show job. Right, right. Um, You don't have to eat them, be appearing any advertising for them. Totally. So I I would not be at all surprised if if, if those are the types of things that are happening. Um, So, okay, so $5.7 million for draft pit, for second-round draft picks, um, and uh, DeAndre Jordan traded to the Pistons for uh, and uh, what is his full name? Angeli uh, Seco Dumbayo. Seco Dumbayo. Yeah, Seco Dumbayo and Jelly. I think Seco Dumbayo or Jelly is how I like to go. And Jalil Okafor. That was a weird one. I know. I, w- I was thinking of Kepengeli. Is that somebody? Yeah, Kepengeli. Yeah, Kepengeli. he was the guy that we liked from Florida State or something. Right. Like that. Who? Yeah. Yes. Right. 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 Sorry. Sorry. Okay. So. Wow. We second are all over the place today. Yeah. Yeah. I, I should not be the one breaking in this trade. I failed us. Uh, no, it's okay. So. We, we read got, the tweet. I think it's a Shams or Woj. Yeah, tweet. read it. <laughs> um, but that so that that is the trade, and I will just say, William, my my uh, trademark analysis on this. Yeah. One fantastic to get rid of uh, DeAndre Jordan for all the reasons you mentioned, and the just incredible awkwardness of like having him show up and yes. like like st- can you imagine Steve Nash having to like hey buddy <laughs> didn't play you for the last 16 games including all the playoff games at all like you were one of the only players that didn't see a single minute right. in those 16 games it's great to have you hey hey alrighty you're doing good also like plus plus all of the like analysis of the nets being like the things that DeAndre Jordan could theoretically provide being like our biggest weakness. Like right. that is so paint like rebounds and defense. <laughs> what has DeAndre Jordan been known for? <laughs> rebounds and D, but he doesn't do those things. Right. Um so so thank God that is that yes. long national nightmare is over for all the things the reasons you said plus plus the awkwardness and not having to give up even one first round pick is fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, no, money um, and some second rounders, who cares? Right. So so that feels good. We didn't have to trade any of our, our um either of our two first round picks that we got just now, plus any of the future one. I don't even know if we could trade a, a first round. I don't know what our <laughs> yeah. our like Do you want our twenty fifty two first? Right. So that that is fantastic. LeBron's grandchild right. is going to be entering exactly. the league at approximately that time. That is is fan- fantastic. So, um, second Dimboyo, Dimboyo, um, Dimboyo is interesting. We'll see if he's a part of the team moving forward. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, do you think Jalil or Seku are going to... Because I think there are 17 rostered guys I think now, you're right. And so we have to get rid of two. They, yeah. They waived poor Alizé. I know, which, yeah, we, we should... So, unfortunately, we just went... We went deep on Seku. We went deep on Jalil Okafor. We went deep on the joys of rooting... For 
cast-offs. Yeah. And that is no longer an option for the Nets. That is no longer what this team is about. So players like Seku Dumboya, who I really like, and and I don't think we're going to rehash everything that we just said. Um, I'm happy to. I, you know. Okay, well, but, why, no, why, no, 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 no. What do you, what do you, what are you looking forward to about Seku? If he, if he remains on the team, do you think he'll remain on the team? Should he remain on the team? I think, I think he probably won't. I definitely think Ja, I think we both agree, will not be on the team. Um, I think they will offload another second round pick to, to get rid of him, which is another interesting aspect of this um, of this DeAndre trade, which is like they've they've broken they they, they took the twenty million dollar contract albatross of of DeAndre Jordan and then took back two also contracts that Detroit didn't want, but in these bite sized pieces that are like oh yeah you could offload that like that you know what I mean like they did they they the big terrible contract that they converted into two not terrible right. small things it, that they could get rid of right. easily uh yeah and of course there's a weird trade exception in there right um and talk about something that isn't interesting to talk about mm. A trade exception. And and that you and I are not really very well versed no, in so how they're like able to use. No, so we have like an $11 million dollar yeah. one and like a $5.8 mm-hmm. million dollar one or something like that. Whether they can be combined into a single one. Yeah, I don't What a trade that. exception. Really, like full stop, what it means. Mm-hmm. I couldn't couldn't really right. tell you. So, so but I, but I, I mean, I think in, in terms of Seco, like, I would love... I would love to see him on the team in a bubble, like again, like in a perfect world. Mm-hmm. But um, because just to your point, like yes, it'd be interesting to see someone who has like is like very good athletically, is built like an NBA player, is somebody that like many mocks at the at the when he was drafted had it in, like in the lottery. Yeah. Um, you know, see if he could see if he could become something, especially with with the Nets, who I do think are still, even though they don't have the the, um, they're not like a good developmental situation, which which you said I did, but it was it was oh, cut right. out. Well, William said that, folks, uh, and um, it's it's pretty and it's true, yeah. But but we do have like a we do have like good developmental genes in our in our DNA in our Nets DNA. Um, I, I, I think yeah. like people like Nick Claxton, his jump from year to year is like, is an example of like, oh yeah, we've still got, we've still got some juices flowing on that. Um, and like Bruce Brown being, going from like Detroit cast off to critical piece was, was part of that. Right. And you know, you could see them saying, all right, second Boyu. You came into the league, and they wanted you to be, like, the next great wing, mm-hmm. right? You're going to be able to shoot. You're going to be able to maybe do some playmaking. You're so long, you should be able to rebound and defend and do mm-hmm. stuff like that. You know what? You can't shoot. That's very obvious. You probably can't playmake. But guess what you can do? Run and jump faster and higher than most people. Right. And James Harden is on your team. Mm-hmm. So he's going to make it so that if you run around for him, he will find you and you'll get easy Bruce Brown like buckets. And if you're a dog on the offensive rebounds and they're scrappy, you can get some you can get some buckets that way. And maybe they begin to use him in like a Bruce Brown. Like he's like a supercharged if you if you 
try to limit what he does, you know, and not make him into a shooter or a, or a or distributor or anything like that, and limit what he does. He could be maybe like a like a bigger, even more athletic Bruce Brown. Yeah. Um, so you know, it, it'd be, it would be interesting in a perfect world to to see that happen, and may, yeah. maybe they will keep him. I, I don't know, but if I had to guess, I would say both he and Jar are probably gonna get cut. Although I think at least. Seku will make it into training camp. So who are other uh, who are other people who could potentially get cut? Um, Bembry yeah. is on a partially guaranteed deal, mm-hmm. so I would say he's the most likely if if they see something they like in Seku. Yeah. Um, the thing that I think he has going for him that Seku doesn't, other than that he's probably a better player, um, at least at this point in right. his career, is that. The Nets are actually weirdly thin at the, like, wing, mm-hmm. legit wing position. We almost have no one besides Kevin Durant, which is a big <laughs> asterisk. Right. But, but, like, other than him, there aren't really any wings. Like, Bruce Brown is kind of a wing, but he's 6'4". Kessler Edwards. Kessler Edwards is, but he's a, a two-way player yeah. um, who was drafted in the second round. So, like, we don't really... And and Joe Harris Tyler is kind Johnson's of... Johnson's not on this team no. anymore. Okay. No. Um... Joe Harris is kind of, but he's, like, nothing that you want in a wing when you think, like, defense or speed or right. or Like, athletic switching. small forward. That's... Right. He's we, not that. We yet. don't... We don't really have that, except maybe Bembry. So. What about um, James Johnson? James Johnson... Here's the thing. Because he's, like, a big... I, I know right. he's tough. I like that about him. I do, too. But, like, at this point... With Millsap, mm. with Aldridge, with Claxton, yeah. with um, Blake Griffin. That's four guys. So I I hear you, and I think that the Nets probably see him because of his shooting limitations as a big. And less as like a three. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hear you. My personal feeling, William, is that I would be heartbroken if he gets, he gets cut because of his... Uh, his hound dog ways. His, yeah. Uh, his, no, I know you want a you want a bruiser. I I need a bruiser, and I I think Millsap is somewhat ish like that, but he's more of a Bruce Brownie like good attitude, does the dirty work, but not gonna like start a fight. Whereas I need that James Johnson rage uh, more than I need a a interesting development project in in second. Yeah, I don't know. There's just part of me that won't let go of, like, wanting to care about Nets of the future, mm-hmm. right? Like, that's why I love Claxton so much. Um, that's why I was into Reggie Perry. That's why mm-hmm. I'm very interested in Daron Sharp and Cam Thomas this year. Like, all these guys seem to me, like, actual, like, there's something net-y about them. Yeah, totally. Like, I don't, I don't feel like Paul Millsap's a net, or LaMarcus Aldridge is a net, or, you know, like, those are guys, those are, those are mercenaries, you know? They're not, they're not part of, of your... <laughs> A proud national army, or they, or they, they, they would have been like the Damari Carrolls. Like you'd have one of them. You wouldn't yeah. have like an entire team of like ten of them. Right. right. Like yeah, because like you could yes, if, if if Millsap were here in like the D'Angelo days, we'd be like great. Like, yeah. Guy who's not 
that oh, good totally, anymore, totally. but is like gonna get them in the gym and working hard or right. whatever. But this is but like, that doesn't really yeah, matter. Like how many Carl Malone Laker jerseys are there? How many <laughs> Gary Payton Laker jerseys are there? Right. There are none. And right. so and there are gonna be no Paul Millsap Laker I mean Nets jerseys. Like no one cares. That like it's 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 a nice to have, I guess. Um, but it's not it's it's hard to root for. I okay. I am gonna I will say I'm rude. I like I I like Millsap. I I, I think I'm going to like what what Millsap brings mm-hmm. more more than than you. Um, just in terms of like yes, like seeing good hustle plays, seeing like a smart guy who's like whipping the ball around, who's making the right quote unquote basketball play. Right. I think that will be like good for a team of like players who need the ball and are constantly like. So let's yeah. let's get into the um, depth chart of our bigs. A Great. Bit. Okay. Okay. So we've signed mm-hmm. um, in the last week, Lamarcus Aldridge and Paul Millsap. Mm-hmm. We already had Blake Griffin. We already yep. had Nick Claxton. Yes. We already had Daron Sharp, mm-hmm. and we already had James Jones. Yes. James, not James. James Johnson. Johnson. James Johnson. Um, <clears throat> I'm. Extremely worried that Claxton is going to be pushed out of serious minutes here, uh, and I feel like Claxton is is arguably the best of all of those guys right now. I think he is the most versatile defensively. Like we've talked about, he can actually step out and guard guards. He, I, you know, it's, might be a bit of an overstatement to say he can guard one through five, but I feel like of all those guys, he's the closest to being able to do so. For sure. And the do and like actually embrace that switching defense. I think that obviously they have ex- narrowed what he's allowed to do offensively, but he played point guard in college and, uh, you know, through much of his youth, he was a point guard. Um, so I think that he, if developed correctly, could be an actual playmaker, could actually dribble the ball. Um, so has a lot of potential, um, offensively. And I'm just worried that with the extreme amount of super big name vets on this team. Like all of these guys are multi-time all-stars. Arguably all of them have a, maybe not Millsap, but the other two have like a legit hall of fame case to be made. Like, how do you play a guy who is an unproven Nick Claxton over those guys? Will they be able to do that? So William, let me do my best to assuage your concerns okay. because I genuinely am not worried about that, and it's not because I don't care about Nick Claxton. Love Nick Claxton. Agree with you that he's an amazing, amazing player for this team. Let's talk about how <laughs> incredibly old those players that you just mentioned are. Yeah, they are really old. like like Paul Millsap is thirty six or something. Like that's really old. That's not like thirty two. You know, you squint yeah, and maybe you're they're in 36. their prime. I'm thirty six, and I don't have a heart condition. <laughs> I, I don't want to brag here, but I don't have a very serious heart condition. Right, like you didn't, Marcus you didn't have to prematurely retire last year. Exactly. I promise you, there are going to be. They will never let those players play back to backs. So that's fourteen games right away. That like. Those players are very likely not going to play in if they're even if they're completely healthy. <laughs> the other thing is, 
when you're older, as you and I know, right. things take a lot longer to heal. My knee so, yes, can tell yes. if it's going to rain or not. Exactly. <laughs> These players, their knees have been under a lot more strain <laughs> than yours or mine. Right. Um, they're, they are constantly going to be either hurt or under careful, careful monitoring. Yeah. Um, and, like, Blake Griffin didn't play. Back to, he's 32. He didn't play in back-to-back. I think he played in maybe one back-to-back that they had to have. Mm-hmm. But, like, they do not want to play him in back-to-backs or in games where, like, they've played four out of five nights or whatever and, you know, whatever. Um, so there's going to be so many natural times in the 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 schedule alone that are going to that are going to lead to Nick Claxton minutes plus plus just inevitable injuries. Yeah. So I really feel like Nick is going to get plenty of of time. There's going to be plenty of times where we're like, shit, Nick Cla- I really think there's going to be plenty of times where Nick Claxton starts. Can I can I I, I that that does this wash. <laughs> Uh, some of my fears, but can I bring up another name? And I want you to be real with me here. <laughs> Is Dayron Sharp seeing any playing time? So I think I, again. I mean, certainly not as much as Nick Claxton. In, in our I, hearts, I'm certain that Nick Claxton will definitely get minutes. Like yeah. I really feel in my heart of hearts, Nick Claxton. If you look at his his stats at the end of the year, I think you'll see like. Something 20? like 20 minutes a game. 20 minutes a game. Yeah. And I think, like, plays in all but, like, 10 games. Uh-huh. Um, maybe 15 games. Maybe, like, at the beginning of the season or whatever, when there's, like, a log jam and you're kind of, whatever. But, like, soon that will just, that clown car will come crashing down. And you'll <laughs> right. be like, shit. It turns out the Marcus Holdridge's heart thing is back again with a vengeance. Hopefully not. Again, hopefully yes. not. But, like, that is just a recipe for... A lot of injuries when you're 36. So, um, I do think him. I think Daron Sharp though, like 27 people played for the Nets, played minutes for the Nets last year. And even if, let's say it's not as bad as last year, let's say there's seven fewer players, say 20 players right. suit up and play minutes for the Nets. Like he's gonna get probably starting with garbage time, but like at some point maybe there's like a big rebounding issue and they're like we got to get more rebounds and Dayron's been good in practice and he's going to get a shot like i am still not that worried about Dayron getting totally buried i don't think he's going to be i think he's going to get some long island time mm-hmm. for sure but i think it'll kind of be like you know similar to um to the way Musa had like his last year with the nets where um, he wasn't regularly getting minutes, but you, you get, Thank God. you get, right. But you get some, some day run sharp minutes. I bet he plays in 25 games. Okay. I would say. Okay. Well, that, that helps, that helps to comfort me. Uh, any other comments on, on any of these signings? It's, I mean, it's, it's insane. Mm. I think that, um, Oh God, I can't remember his name. He's on uh, the show with Stephen A. Smith. Uh, Nick Wright? No, the other. No, guy. not Nick Wright. Um, um, he's got kind of slicky hair. Yeah, slick hair. What is that guy's name? Max Kellerman. Max Kellerman. Yeah. <laughs> um, he had. I, I I saw his tweet about the Paul Millsap signing, and it was something like. 
Nets finally catch a break and sign Paul, sign free agent Paul Millsap. Uh, because it's just, at the, it's just absurd at this point. Yeah. Like we're getting all of the, the highly coveted veteran free agents. Uh, we are shipping off rejects from us to the Los Angeles fucking Lakers, the most storied franchise in the NBA. It's weird that they want DeAndre, right? It is it's, it's completely insane. Like that, I don't think that 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 they de- deserve him. <laughs> no, like, no one in the <laughs> NBA does. He should go to China and make a bunch of money. Right. Uh, he is terrible at basketball. He's not able to play in the NBA anymore, um, and hasn't been since we got him. Like, and since the year, it's the season before that too. Mm. He's really, really bad. I don't know why why they took him. It is it is a bizarre. Uh, collection, uh, an assemblage of like past name, like Mello is there, and yeah, it's uh, Trevor Ariza. Anyway, we this isn't a Lakers podcast, but um, yeah, I think it's 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 kind of. I just don't. I'm not excited about the some of these like Lamarcus. The first time I was into, but. I don't care that LaMarcus is on this team. Like, I don't think it really makes a difference. Well, so here's where I think it's kind of exciting is that he is a stretch five. Mm. And and if he comes off the bench, which I think he will, I do think Blake... I mean, he started when he, when he was playing last it's year. It's true. Totally true. I think that since then... I hope, anyway. And I think that since then, Blake has solidified, like... He is like the junkyard dog of the starters. Uh-huh. Like he's doing all the dirty work. He's fighting and and what he's totally transformed himself from from um, the the dunking superstar to that to that guy. And um, but Lam- so I will be worried if he starts mm-hmm. because. The thing that we I did not because like when about, you watch James Harden and and Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving standing around watching Lamarcus yeah, ex- Aldridge exactly, do a long exactly. mid range exactly a, a, a fadeaway yeah. mid range <laughs> jumper that gets a bit worrying <laughs> but at, on on the coming off the bench sure. go for it right like do. Do, he, do and, you. he and Cam Thomas can rival one another Exa- for who the bigger black hole on the second unit Ex- is. Exactly. And I think it's going to be Cam Thomas because yeah. LaMarcus <laughs> is kind of a good passer. Right. <laughs> right. And you're not going to get the ball down low if Cam Thomas is touching anywhere up top. So. Exactly. Um, and I do think Cam has a good shot at, at being the, the backup, too. Uh, I hope that's the case because he is an exciting, exciting player. But Simon, we have got to turn to the drinking game if we're going to get. Oh, it in. sorry. Uh, yes, we are. We are running long here. Thank you for breaking down all the signings. I have no idea how much was lost. Probably a lot. Uh, or maybe we repeated ourselves several times. We'll never know. Let's Simon. <laughs> Quickly go through our rules for the 2018 one. Okay. Uh, we don't have to dwell on it, but I think it'll be illuminating for, for like, how radically different things are a mere three years mm. later. So these are the rules to our 2018 Nets drinking game. Then we'll give you our ones for this season. Um, the ones for this season are for, for all season. You can pick any game of the year. Uh, turn it on, and these games will apply. I mean, obviously, barring like one of the people we're discussing getting traded or something like that. But 
First, 2018 rules. First rule, drink every time Spencer complains about a foul. That, at the time, was a massive problem right. <laughs> that infuriated me to no end. He had very much, even then, and this was early in his career, very much the, like, Luka Doncic, LeBron James, sort of superstar mentality. Nobody can touch him and was constantly, constantly complaining about fouls. It drove me crazy. Uh, drink once every every offensive rebound the Nets give up. Mm, um, our rebounding issue, woes yeah. have, yeah. uh, are a constant. <laughs> that was part of why we wanted to stretch for. Mm. I mean, it was, it's been an issue. Drink once every time Alan Crabb misses a three. Um, that man, we have we have bemoaned him. Maybe this will be the last time. Maybe this is our last time ever talking about Alan Crabb on this podcast. Yeah, unlikely because he's been brought up maybe three times this summer already. But yeah, that that guy looms large in my nets. He uh, does. Nets world. He does, and he is definitely not on an NBA team now. No, and wasn't last year either. Yeah. Um, drink once every time you complain about Kenny's rotation. Mm. Uh, those, yeah, those were the days where, you know, why isn't X washed up player not getting enough time, whereas Quincy AC is eating up all the time? Um, drink once every time D'Lo, Levert, Dinwiddie, or Jer- Joe Harris turn the ball over. I don't remember that being a... D'Lo, certainly. Yeah, but he has the ball in his hands yeah, all the time. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, I, I guess for this period of time, turnovers were a big okay. issue. Okay. Um, drink once every minute. Jared Dudley plays over fourteen minutes. Yeah, that was a, a right a problem. Right, he was getting way too many minutes. Uh, drink once every minute of the fourth quarter that D'Lo sits. Oh, that was part of the rotation mm. when Kenny would, right. would sit D'Lo. Right, even that, at end of game things. Right, right. Um, drink once every time the opposing team gets gets into the bonus. Then drink once for each foul over the bonus. Uh, I guess so. I guess we're fouling a lot. Boy, these are really anachronistic. Like yeah. that. That these are things I don't even remember as concerns. I know. Drink once every time the Nets miss a free throw. Oh, it's still kind. Of, oh no, we're good now. We're good yeah. now. Yeah, uh, because our superstars are amazing free throw shooters. That was not always the case. We had like a Rondé out there, uh, Jared, etc. Um, drink once every time the Nets slow down a fast break opportunity. Again. Don't remember that. Drink once every time you mistake one player for another. Maybe there's like a lot of new players on the team. Yeah, that's a weird one. Uh, drink once every time the Nets airball three. That's funny. <laughs> drink once every time the camera cuts to an angry Kenny Atkinson. That must have been a lot of drinking. So those are our 2018 rules. Great. Our 2021 rules are very different. Simon and I have both come up with a few. You right? got a lot, buddy. Uh, no, I, I've got like six good ones, okay, I'd say. Okay, okay. Um, and then, so I'll, I'll read one, and then Simon will read one. And this is what we can all do anytime we watch a game in the 2021-22 season. I'm going to start with a pregame rule. Okay. Shotgun a beer for each of the big three who is either resting or out with injury. Mm. Some nights... That is going to start you down a dangerous path because that could be three shotgun beers back to back to back on 
a number of occasions. I feel like there are there isn't going to be a game. They, I wanted this rule to be out there so that there wasn't a game you went into without at least one beer shotgun. Right. You got a shotgun. Um, what is your first rule? My first... And I will, uh, I will tra- dutifully transcribe your rules. Oh, thank you, William. So my first rule is a bit is a negative Nelly one, Ooh. but it, it's, it is drink every time that Patty Mills does something you don't like. And here's my reason for this. Because I am, I am excited about Patty Mills. I think he's going to be a great addition to this team and important to this team. But in every write-up I've ever read, even beyond the Nets Daily fanboy universe, there's never a negative thing said about him. Like, it's like, he's amazing at defense. He's amazing at three-point shooting. He is a great teammate. He's the steal of a deal. Like, like what is it that makes him possible to sign for $6 million a year? Because, like... I, you, it, reading it, those write-ups, it's like, okay, is this the best player in the league? It's not. Like, it's not just Nets Daily. It's not yeah, just Nets exactly. Daily. Yeah, like I was listening to an SI podcast the other day, and they were like, they were like, had the Lakers signed Patty Mills, I would have, I would have them as the my favorites to win the championship. But now I don't even think they're going to win the West. <laughs> It's like, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Because he was a backup for the Spurs now, right? Yes. He backed up. He was, like, behind Keldon Johnson and DeJounte Murray. Right. So, again, and I just want to be clear. Neither I nor William is saying we don't – we dislike Patty Mills. I like Patty Mills. I just think it's weird – that this guy has this halo over him, who I, is I like a backup one. point guard. I, I, I do too. It does. It does. It does require a little bit of explanation. Yeah. Um, if you read it, you're like, what? What? What are you talking about? Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, Patty Mills cannot be as good right. as he is currently being hyped up to be. Um, yeah, he he's sort of like uh, maybe two years ago, or. Potentially last year, whenever the Heat got Iguodala, mm. it was like just like okay, the the, the race is on. Who's going to get which contender is going to lock down Iguodala? It's like he plays fourteen minutes in the playoffs <laughs> and they're not good. Like they don't turn out well. Now I, I think he's much better than that. Yeah, but I just think like it's a it's like we're we're way overrating the contribution of someone who yes could be a good seventh or eighth guy. But it's probably not the difference. You know, like the things that actually matter on this team are three people. You know that's what matters on this team. Um, great, great one. Uh, this is another early game one for me. Okay. Um, drink once for every starter who is thirty years old Ooh. or older. Ooh, really good. Yeah. So that I mean Kyrie I believe is twenty nine now, but mm-hmm. will turn thirty at some mm-hmm. point in the season. So I think there are gonna be a lot of games where that's five quick quick sips for you right at the beginning of the game. Yeah. Yeah. What's your next one? My next one is a positive one, William. Great. Um, it is drink every time Kyrie Irving makes a move um and scores in a way that even for a brief moment makes you forget all of the baggage and negative things about Kyrie Irving. <laughs> that is fantastic, and he is one of the greatest players for doing that. Mm. Um, because he is a transcendent um, scorer. Yes. 
Um, okay, I know how to finish that one later. Love that one. My next one. Oh, I've got a. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna bump this one up and then read that one later. Uh, drink every time the camera cuts to an assistant coach you cannot immediately identify. <laughs> <laughs> so. Any listener of this show will know yeah, we are obsessed. We, we try. We yeah. try to. We. I mean, there are no two people who have talked more about assistant coaches on a podcast than Simon and I, and we. We talk a lot about them, but I don't know that we could. Like, if you, if David Vanderpool was in the room right now, I wouldn't be like. Hey, David Vanderpool's in the room. I would be like, "Hey, there is someone in this room. Let's introduce ourselves." I don't know that I could. Yes, I don't know yeah. what he looks Let's like. Let's shake his hand, like right. Tiago Splitter. Yeah, I. Adam Harrington. Yeah, Adam Harrington. I honestly can okay. because he has a distinct kind of alt righty haircut. Not saying he is alt right. Yeah, but he has like a shaved side and back with like a long. Okay. Uh, Jacques Vaughn, I could confidently, mm-hmm, I could too, confidently yeah. identify. Amari Stoudemire at I, this point, I can. I mean, he's going to be huge. That's going right. to be a he's giveaway. Six ten. Yeah. He's going. You're going to be <laughs> like, right? Is that? Um, be right. Right. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. We. So anyway, I think that's a good one. Yeah. I think there are going to be. A, there are just so many. The point is, we have a plethora of of assistant coaches. There will be plenty of cuts of people you will not be able to immediately identify. You'll drink a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay, my my next one is um, drink for every time you simultaneously love and hate Cam Thomas. Um, I think there's going to be quite a lot of uh, hot and cold feelings about that young man um, because I think there will be time. I do think he's going to get minutes, and I do think there's going to be times where he's, like, your favorite player. He's, like, a delight to see off the bench. You're excited to see him, every, what he does with the ball every time. And then other times when you're like, I cannot believe Cam Thomas took that shot. I cannot believe Cam Thomas has taken this many shots on this team. <laughs> what is happening? So I just think there's going to be – that's going to happen a lot. Yeah, I had a fairly similar one for Cam Thomas. Mine was uh, drink every time the broadcast refers to Cam Thomas as a pure scorer. Mm. Like I think, I think you yeah, know, like yeah. that. That's just like how, you know, they'll they'll you know if they have the time, they'll break down. Like, okay, what if, if this guy can develop anything else in his game, he's going to be a yeah. superstar. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, my next one. This is a, kind of a an easy one. Um, every time, drink every time. Bruce Brown gets an offensive rebound. Oh, fun. Yeah, because sure. Because you, you love to see him scrap in there. Uh, you love to – you love, and, and he's great at it. And he's so small. He's oftentimes the smallest guy on the court. Um, and he is just ripping down offensive rebounds. So I think for that, we honor him with a drink. <laughs> sure. Um, I have – this is my, my final one, and it's a negativo. Uh, drink every time one of our older players does something – that makes them look washed. Ooh, sick burn. Yeah, sick burn. But, you know, happy to have them. Um, okay, I have got one for Blake Griffin. Uh, drink every time Blake Griffin takes a charge. 
successfully or unsuccessfully. I believe he led the league Mm -hmm. in, uh, like, beat Kyle Lowry in charges taken last season. He is constantly trying to get in the way, uh, which I think is really, you know, I think defensively it's a it's it's quite a skill, and he's really good at it, and it's sort of in a clever and extremely infuriating way of, like, just using your aged but still incredibly savvy body to figure out how to, like, make an impact defensively when you can't, like, do a Jared Allen, you know, rim protection or something like that. Yeah, totally. Um, So, yeah, crucially on that, successful or unsuccessful. So every time he attempts to take a charge. Uh, Drink three times every time James Harden draws a foul on a three-pointer. Okay. Uh, which theoretically will be less right. this year right. with the with the reformed rules. I have a feeling if anyone is going to be able to figure a way to manipulate that system, it will be James Harden. He is an artist of uh, drawing a foul. God, I hope so. And my last one sucks, but I'll read it because it's written down. Drink every time Joey Buckets misses a three. Oof. Um, Ouch. I mean, you know, it's. I don't. I don't know why. Why that one's on there, really. Well, because maybe, maybe his um, psychological issues will carry over into the regular I season. I hope not. I, I hope, hope Joey Buckets so is good. Now, I have said several times that I think that Joey Buckets is going to get traded. Mm-hmm. I have to say at this point. <laughs> It doesn't seem likely. Does Maybe it? not right now. <laughs> it doesn't seem likely. Do you think he could be a trade deadline? Piece? Oh yes. Yeah. I mean, it all depends. But with so much pressure like that, that we've talked about it. But the downside of having an amazingly talented roster is that every loss is a potential ticking time bomb for like heads to roll. So yeah, right. definitely you could you you could see a lot of movement um, if things start to go to go badly. So speaking of going badly, uh, the Vegas odds came out. Mm. We were number one in terms of wins over under, fifty five wins. So that's I don't know that there's been a season in NBA history where a team has not had sixty wins or more. Mm. Um, so 55 isn't like a, a bid, like a, like a, a sign of extreme comp. I mean, like, obviously they think they're going to be the best, but I think people are extreme, like for the very reasons you're saying, are extremely weary of putting a number on what the Nets will do in the regular season just because a lot of rest, a lot of injuries. Um, but the point is everyone thinks the Nets are going to be the best team. Like, I don't. I don't. I don't think I've heard uh, like a non-highly partisan person say that they don't think the Nets are the favorites to win the championship yeah, this year, either. which obviously is an unprecedented feeling for us as Nets fans, and I think for the franchise in general, it's yeah. never been yeah. a categorical favorite. Um, so, what do you think about that over under? In terms of, like, you know, well, will we will we hit it? I. It's a very 
Yes, it, it, and pundits have said this too, what I'm about to say, but, and, and you alluded to it as well, like, it's extremely hard to know. Would you With, Would you hammer the over? I don't, wouldn't do the over. You I, wouldn't I, do I honestly the over? wouldn't do the over because I just think the Nets are not going to give a shit. I really don't think they're going to give a shit about the regular season. Um, I, I think that they are going to, like, I think Kevin Durant, even if somehow magically he's, 100% healthy and available for all games, I think he'll still sit 20 games. <laughs> like, I really do believe that. Um, God. And I think, like, Kyrie... Yeah, all of the injury stuff and just the the sort of... Unless, you know, if, if we start off, like, 2-10 and 10 or we're, like, you know, you know, we have some, like, terrible sputtering... Um, stretches or something that will be bad but but barring something like that and it, and it uh, you know the nets just sort of feeling like if they want to be good they they will be good mm-hmm. i i just don't i think they're not going to they're going to do everything they can to try to keep the three people the three stars healthy and that will mean a lot of games where we lose because they're not playing right I mean, they're pretty deep. They are deep, yeah. But, but I mean, like, yeah. But, like, if you're talking about, like, think of Cam all the games Thomas where, like... Thomas and LaMarcus Aldridge <laughs> carrying your team right. to uh, or, or, uh, victory? Yeah, or even the, the Kyrie games were, like, a coin flip. Like, yeah. Oh, I mean, year. Kyrie by himself is, is a, a miserable situation. But, like, say James, either James Harden or Kevin Durant playing... 70 games. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. good. But I don't think they... I don't even think James Harden's going to play 70. I think they're going to be very careful with the hamstring, with various things on him. And, and he will. He is tough to sit, I'm sure. Like, it seems like he really likes to play if he's, yeah. if he's healthy. But, um, but I definitely don't think Kevin Durant will play 70 games. No, I don't think so either. Although... There is uh, a lot of buzz right now around the idea that Kevin Durant is the best guy in the game, yeah. right? Best player in the game. Um, I'm not sure I believe that fully. I think he's, I think he's, inarguably, uh, top three. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's kind of you as the host of the Nets podcast. Well, <laughs> no, I mean, I you know, I think I think he's I think he's inarguably top two, like it's him or LeBron. Mm. Um, but I think they're both better than Giannis still. But I mean, Giannis, Giannis is insane. But but yeah, no, I do I do think both of those guys are better. Um, the so if there begins to be some momentum for the idea that Kevin Durant could mm. win the MVP. I could see him sort of demanding that he get up to, like, not be sat 20 games, you know? Like, that he needs that for, like, a legacy thing. Because he only has one NBA MVP, um, which obviously isn't, like, the be-all, end-all. But, you know, Steph Curry has one more than him. Um, LeBron has three more than him. You would imagine that could be a significant motivator. LeBron has... Three MVPs total four. or four? Okay. Yeah. Wow. Uh, two back-to-backs, and they didn't give him it the year that they gave it to Derrick Rose, which because they didn't want to give him three in a row because he hadn't won a championship. 
Uh, so he should have had five in a row. I mean, he should have had probably a dozen in a row. But anyway, um, the point is, like, do you think that could be a motivator to, yeah. for 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 Kevin Durant to be like, fuck off, I know you, you want to, like, save me, but I want... I want this. I want this MVP. I do, but I also... I I think that is possible. But I think more like... I've just seen too many clips of him like on his bike, like in like weird clothing I've never seen any other player <laughs> wear, to just like... They are so... Like, I think he cares about... This is a cliche, but I think he cares much more about like winning uh-huh. than about individual accolades and just feeling like... He can contribute to a, on a playoff run. I think is more important to him. But if I had to get just the, and the way that he's they allow him to be managed because again, clearly, like you're saying, if he wants to play, yeah, he will play. Right. There's there's no doubt about it. Like that happened with James Harden. His leg didn't work. He played. He played. So like, oh god, did he? That play. just that will happen. Um. So I think that the the fact that he they. He only played in half the games last year. Yeah. Is sort of indicative of, like, him feeling like, okay, well, I want to try to position myself to to, to be in a championship. Yeah. I, I would just say, because there are two things I want to <laughs> go with from that, but he is so susceptible to narratives that are developing mm. on social media. He is so reactive mm. to what people are saying. That if there is this sort of clamoring about, okay, he is he is the best player, like, but he seems weak yeah. for for <laughs> like like why is he deliberately sort of uh, sabotaging his own MVP run? Like, could that completely meaningless and perhaps destructive sideshow Twitter uh-huh. narrative uh-huh. actually compel him yeah. to to want to it do could, that. It could. But to me, 20... Here's the thing. Like, I think if you miss 20 games, you should still be in the running for, for MVP. Yeah. Like, I think that's enough. Okay. Um, uh, the other thing I wanted to go with from that was the counterfactual mm. of... Nets uh, revered medical staff having a, a spine <laughs> and saying, no, James, you have a grade two hamstring sprain. You can't play. Do you think there's a chance that the Nets win that series without James Harden because they can actually, say, get any points in transition? Right. Um, yeah. You take it from there. I think that's. I think that's possible, but I really thought Especially in in um, game five and game seven, that uh, James was a net positive. Um, I I do like not a James Harden level net positive, uh-huh. but I think just his ability to draw fouls, his ability to just direct, um, like the. To, to be the floor general in, like, a very sort of confident way that even even if he was, like, feeling nervous, like, I just feel like people around him have trusted him. I think Kevin Durant, like, Bill Simmons has talked about this, but, like, just feels much more comfortable with him out there. Mm-hmm. I think that was really important. And I, and I think, again, 
to to be sure, no one is denying that. Like, if he were more healthy, it would have been much better. Yeah, <laughs> I I still think that we were better with him with one leg than than without. Okay. Yeah. No. I mean, obviously, it's somewhat futile to debate. What do you it, think? But I there were just moments when that, especially in the first game that he came back. Oh yeah. And in the second, honestly, where it was just the the complete incapacity to transition to to get a transition bucket. Like I think that we maybe didn't have a transition mm. basket in that game and it was like a, a fucking rock fight because which is just not like the way if you get easy free points, get take them. Like that's how you can win these really, really hard fought games and, and we were completely denied those opportunities because James was out there and couldn't move. It just slowed everything down and, and you know, it's obviously brilliant and he has a gravity to him um, in terms of you know, they they have to respect three right and, and do things like that. And his brilliant passing and vision is is uh, you know, Mike James is gonna replicate that. But Mike James could sprint, you know, Mike James could could run and play play basketball at full health. So I don't I don't know. I mean I I just don't you know, I think in a lot of ways it's great like all the th- like Buck just got Buck uh, what am I talking about? No. Buck, uh, Mike Budenholzer, Bud, um, just got like the extension. Mm. Uh, the Bucks basically did nothing of any significance this off season. Like all that's great. Like bring back the Bucks, keep that thing going um, exactly as it is, um, and that like nothing could probably be better for the Nets. But uh, they. <laughs> I do think that there are, are just, you know, 99 out of 100 scenarios <laughs> in which we end up winning that s- series, like, but w- with, like, Kyrie and James Harden not getting hurt in the ways they did, or just maybe one of them getting hurt, right. or not playing James Harden, and maybe, uh, you know, someone stepping up and, and being able to, to fill in, and like, you know, obviously playing through KD, but, like, having active, engaged, healthy, fully functional people out there. Yeah, two, so. two legs. Um, yeah. Two-legged players. Uh, yeah. No, yeah, it's 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 possible. Let me let me throw this uh, this sort of happy thought at you, William. I think if if the Nets had a real backup point guard, uh-huh. um, like a Patty Mills, mm-hmm. a guy that Jam- we've, you've besmirched. I think James. Yes, yeah, <laughs> can't wait to drink when he fucks up. Um, I think. That guy gets the job done. Like, I think if you have Patty Mills and he's, like, a legit point guard, even if he's not, he's certainly not James Harden, but, like, he can competently play that position. He can shoot a three. He can get the ball to to Kevin Durant. Right. and, And play good D. That guy, I think, without James Harden on that team, gives you a good chance. Yeah, no, no, no. I think I think I think the addition of Patty Mills just sort of raises the floor of what happens if a Kyrie or James goes down again this season. Um and you know, hopefully it doesn't happen. We are prohibitive favorites this year. And I think rightly so. Like, that team is sickeningly good when firing on all cylinders, and they've gotten better. They've definitely gotten... Like, 
our offseason was losing Jeff Green and then picking up Paul Millsap, LaMarcus Aldridge, Patty Mills, Cam Thomas. <laughs> like, this is insane. Yeah. Uh, Brimbry, James Johnson, James John- yeah, like like this yeah, good, is Javon good Carter, right? We haven't even talked. Yeah, about we haven't Javon even talked Carter. Javon Carter, or maybe our favorite point guard on the Nets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, J- Javon. Yeah, big, big he's Javon I think guy. your biggest competition for for Cam Thomas. Um, for for getting time? that too, yeah. I mean, Javon, they play different positions, but yeah, no, I hear, I hear you. I don't. I, I I agree. I don't think Javon's gonna get. I don't think he's in the rotation, um, unless someone's injured. Unfortunately, because he is decent. Yeah. Um, all right. I think that we will skip the restaurant because we're already real yeah, yeah. deep into this yeah. puppy. Um, but we promise to come back with some hard hitting stuff next week. I think we enjoy. I at least I personally would. I never want to speak on your behalf, Simon. Yeah, but thank I you. I personally think <laughs> I personally would really enjoy um, a mailbag. Yes, please send us a Q. Um, and I don't mean QAnon. I mean question. Um, but although what, if you want to send us a QAnon, sure, that would like, be great. What, what honestly. is sending a QAnon? What would it be? I don't know. Like someone, someone's like uh, check. Check under the medical box in front of the local lab because there's a vaccine microchip that fell out. Right. That could reveal. Yeah, the the data packet. Right. That that Afghanistan isn't actually a country. Right. But is... Yeah. You you know where we're going. Yeah, yeah. You're you're all QAnon nuts. Uh, (laughs) Okay. And if you are a QAnon nut, keep listening. We don't care. No, we don't care. I don't care. Yeah. I mean, QAnon's more interesting than MSNBC. <laughs> I mean, it's horrible. And if you I like I MSNBC, I don't know. I don't know, any, I don't know anything about QAnon to be honest. Like, I know people are like hand wringing about it and like, oh right. my god, it's or it's a scourge. It's. I'm right. sure it is. I mean, these. It sounds sounds completely um, loony bins, but like, I, I don't. I don't know. It's not. It's not. It's not pervasive enough to be significant or important. I feel like, but maybe I just don't understand its pervasiveness or, or significance. Yeah, this I, is taking. This I has couldn't been, really this has opine on it with much. Anyway, send us maybe next time at gmail dot com <laughs> at qanon. That is taken. Um, you'd have to get to like qanon two right, million. Right. But, um, but yeah, and maybe next time at gmail dot com. Uh, follow us. Uh, William does a great job on the socials. Uh, maybe next time on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, we really would like to hear from you. It's a, it's a deep off season. We we have to come up with you know stuff to talk about. We're gonna go to a really really fun um, Victorian era restaurant next yes, time. Yes, yes. Uh, it's basketball adjacent. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Jamie Naismith hadn't. Jimmy Naismith hadn't come up with uh, the game yet. Right, right. But I think if there was any forerunner to basketball, it was the both prose and drama of Oscar Wilde. So that I don't want to so give anything away here, but suffice it to say, we will be visiting a uh, 19th century aristocratic home. Yes. 
thank you all so very much for listening. I cannot wait to read your emails and commune with you uh, through whatever platform you choose to engage with us on. Simon, your breakdown of the... The Capengeli trade? The Capengeli trade for... What was the first thing you called uh, Seku? Yeah, Capengeli. Oh, you called him Capengeli? Okay. Uh, I think. That was fun. Yeah. Uh, Good times. Throwbacks. One hour and 15 minutes. Yeah, not sure that actually made it to the cast. Yeah, it could (laughs) be on the editing room floor. Like, literally nothing else, because I edit nothing, as you can tell. Okay, we will go ahead and uh, see See ya next next time. time. I was tired of my lady. We'd been together too long. Like a worn-out recording of a favorite song. She lay there sleeping I read the paper in bed And in the personal columns There was this letter I read If you like